Welcome to the IT edition of B2B Nation, part of the Technology Advice Podcast Network. Today's episode is with Greg Dahlstrom, the Director of Global Transportation at Bodybuilding.com. Uh, thanks so much for joining the B2B Nation, Greg. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to participate. Yeah, super excited uh, chatting all about Home Delivery World West uh, today. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But first, Greg, I just want to hear a little bit more about your background and bodybuilding.com. Yeah, so in my background, um, I've been with bodybuilding.com since December of last year, so just a little over six months. Um, <clears throat> I've worked for several different companies um, um, in the last several years, primarily in the transportation and home delivery space. I've worked for a company called Vitacost.com, uh, Melaleuca, um, and worked for a, uh, a larger Fortune 500 company previous to that called Avery Dennison. Um, originally, my, my background in terms of education was in mechanical engineering and um, after graduate school, I made a switch to supply chain and logistics and and um, <clears throat> so now I find myself managing transportation for uh, bodybuilding.com. Awesome. And bodybuilding.com, what uh, what what sort of, uh, I guess, e-commerce supplies do you guys sell? Is it protein powder or weights or sort of all of the above? What uh, what sort of the uh, the market for you guys? Well, yes, all of the above. Uh, you know, bodybuilding.com is the leader in, in, in fitness nutrition. Um the, uh, the website is a very highly uh, visited website. We have lots of content related to diet, nutrition, exercises. Um, and then from the e-commerce side, we sell all manner of fitness supplements, protein powders, pre-workouts, post-workouts, amino drinks. Um, we also do sell fitness equipment and shirts and shaker bottles and um, bodybuilding has um, over 15,000 SKUs that we sell currently, and we do plan to expand that quite substantially over the next year or so. Got it, got it. So, so interesting. And what does uh, global transportation, so you guys are a global company, yours are sort of shipping all over the world, is that right? Yeah, we are shipping all over the world, pretty much in most every country that you can ship to, we, we do ship to, um, even though, you know, most of the smaller countries, we have very small little orders, but um, we do ship all over the country. We have one fulfillment center that's located in the UK near London, um, and we have three fulfillment centers um, in the domestic uh, US. Um, and um, yeah, we, we, we have a lot of different things that we do for different countries. Um, and you know, Canada and the UK are our two largest um, international markets currently and uh, you know there is a focus things uh, e-commerce is growing internationally and we want definitely want to be a part of that as well and what would you say greg i mean canada versus the uk versus the us are there sort of big differences with how you're transporting you know a lot of these goods or are they, they for the most part you know similar um no it's it's definitely different okay. primarily canada canada for example um they're, the shipping networks are closely integrated. However, there still are distinct differences in the markets. And the fact that we don't have a facility in Canada that we're shipping from, we do ship from the U.S. into Canada. And, um, you know, they're, you know, typically when you're shipping cross-border, there's, there's going to be an exchange and partnership from one carrier to the other. 
um, and you also have all the challenges related to your customs clearance mm -hmm. process, duties and taxes and regulatory environment. So um, that presents challenges, and it also changes, um, you know, both delivery expectations, but also um, how we how we charge customers um, for the order transactions. What would you say, Greg? I mean, if you could boil it down to sort of one large challenge with sort of shipping globally, uh, what would you say? I mean, is it is it customs? What would you say? Yeah, I mean, customs is is the primary driver of challenges. However, mm -hmm. secondarily, there's infrastructure um, challenges in a lot of different countries. So there are not, really aren't that many countries that have um, uh, very well-established delivery networks. Hmm. You, have the, you have core countries that are, you know, essentially those that are the leading economies in the world that have pretty good infrastructures for delivery, but you have a lot of countries that are very challenged infrastructure-wise. And so the speed of delivery, the traceability of packages are challenged in some of those countries. And so, yeah, first and foremost, you have the regulatory environment. You know, um, there's duties and taxes that in some cases prevent um, us from being competitive in certain countries. Then you've got the regulatory restrictions, particularly with our line of business where you have supplements. I mean, people are ingesting products. Yeah. It's heavily regulated type of products that you can sell. And so there's a lot of things we just can't sell in other countries. So, um, and if we tried to sell those things, we'd be quickly shut down and wouldn't be able to do business. So, you know, you, you really have to be sophisticated in understanding each country, um, both from a regulatory standpoint, but also from an infrastructure standpoint. Yeah, for sure. And I'm interested too. I mean, how do you guys sort of deal with you know with something like a supplement? Uh, for the most part, I guess it's I guess it's different for a supplement. So uh, I interviewed someone from uh, Naked Wines last week, where it's like you want to taste the wine sort of in advance. You know, you want to make sure that it tastes good before you buy wine. But I guess with supplements, you, you sort of you know I guess are based on you're basing the decision based on either your past experiences or other people's past experiences or the packaging right so I guess people don't necessarily have that same reliance on trying a product right so I guess you guys being on an online retailer and e-commerce you know website isn't as much of an issue or what would you say in terms of I guess your customers wanting to test things before uh, purchasing is that is that something that you also have had uh, had concerns about? Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely is a challenge. I mean, anytime you're, you're ingesting a product, the taste, I mean, taste, people's <laughs> taste preferences vary greatly. And even, you know, certain countries just like different flavors more than others. Um, but, you know, with bodybuilding.com and, you know, we rely heavily on, on customer feedback related to the taste. And, you know, we have people rate not only the product, but the taste as well, which flavors are the most popular. And, and people use that information to make purchase decisions. And, and, and that's really, if, if you're buying from us and you just don't know, that's really the place you're going to go to try things out. And generally, you know, people are steered in, in the right direction based upon customer feedback. Since, and we've been doing business for so many years, we've got really good, you know, uh, feedback in terms of the different types of products. In addition, 
you know, we, we partner with a lot of our vendors to send out samples. These vendors know that there is a component of, of if, if it's a new product they're introducing and there aren't reviews on the taste, people are going to be more reluctant to buy it. And so we do partner with them, and in pretty much every order that we ship to customers, there's a, 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 at least one free sample of a product in there. And it's typically related to the type of product they order. So if they're ordering a protein powder, we're also going to give them a, a one-serving packet of, of, of some brand of product. And that's another way to help get around, um, you know, the reluctance to purchase because you're unsure of, of the, the taste of the product. Hmm. And, and yes, and we still get feedback all the time. I mean, customers, I see these feedback that they submit to our websites, you know, asking if, we, if we'll send them samples so that they don't have to purchase, you know, 50 servings in order to try out a product. So it, it's definitely, uh, it, it's, it's an important component of the business. Absolutely. And, and hey, Greg, how do you see sort of home delivery evolving over the next couple of years? What are you guys sort of looking uh, at for uh, the forefront of, uh, of this industry? Yeah, um, home delivery, the, the thing that I see changing the most is in carrier networks. Hmm. Um, carriers in the beginning have been really reluctant to, uh, to sign on to the whole home delivery um, craze because it's more expensive for them and it's more of a challenge um, to make deliveries to residential addresses. But now it's become so much of our just the way of life um, and is so prevalent now that, you know, in some ways they've been forced to adapt. But there's still many carriers that are still behind the eight ball in terms of the types of services they offer. Um, you know, Amazon has led the way in essentially forcing a seven-day delivery mar market in key in, in key markets, and uh, um, you know they they somewhat have an exclusive arrangement with the postal service for Sunday deliveries. Hmm. Um, but you know more and more carriers, when I talk to them and and I push them on this as well, is being able to offer standard delivery on on weekends, um, and a lot of carriers still. You know, Saturday delivery has been a source of, of, of profitability for a lot of carriers, and they, they've been reluctant to give that up. But but I see that changing, and more and more carriers are now making Saturday delivery a part of a standard. I see that also um, evolving into Sunday. In addition, um, you've got you've got making it more convenient for customers to be able to receive packages. So you know, there's a lot of nowadays. It's it's very common for um, a, a household to have both, both say the the mother and the father working, or or or, or both partners working, um, and so they aren't home to receive packages, and they need a way to be able to get those packages. So, um, U.S. the U.S. is a little bit behind. Europe's a little more established in this area where they have access points or drop boxes, places that you can have your packages delivered that you can pick up on the way home whether it be convenience stores, gas stations, things of that nature, that is, that is the next wave of opportunity within the U.S. And, and I know most carriers are, are looking into it, figuring out the best way to do a profitability. They're still slow in adopting that, but it's definitely going to become part of the home delivery experience. And in some ways, carriers can become more competitive 
you know, the home delivery cost is substantial. And for a business, I want to figure out how to avoid the, the cost of residential deliveries. And so when carriers are being able to offer access points and pickup points, which is more efficient for them to deliver to, that, that efficiency can be passed on to us in a way to manage our delivery costs. So that's, that's another thing that I'm looking forward to and to see happening in the short term. Absolutely. Phenomenal. Great, great answer there, Greg. And uh, that is, you know, something that certainly we are all keeping our eyes on and uh, will certainly be discussed at Home Delivery World here coming up. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I guess, what are you most looking forward to at, uh, at the conference at the end of August here in uh, San Diego? Um, well, I'm looking forward to the international discussion. Um, that's... Um, um, you know, they the, the Home Delivery World Conference is still a fairly new, fairly new conference, and they've been evolving and um, and and they've been testing out different areas of focus within the conference. And one thing that they uh, seems to have grasped onto is is doing a track where you focus on international e-commerce, which I think is important um, because for many many companies, shipping internationally is scary because they just don't know how to do it, what the challenges are. And so being able to be more open in the discussions is going to help the whole industry evolve in terms of cross-border shipping internationally. And that's where we need to be able to go. Um, um, and it's bodybuilding.com. We have a lot of way, a lot of opportunity to grow internationally. And so I'm excited to go there and just see what other uh, uh, companies are doing in different areas of, of the globe and different countries and see what things I can learn from them and incorporate that into the business strategy at bodybuilding.com. Absolutely. Well, uh, speaking of, how can our listeners find out more about you and bodybuilding.com, Craig? Well, the best thing to do is to go to our website, www.bodybuilding.com. Um, it's one of the best websites not just for ordering product, but the content, thousands of videos and programs and workouts. And I'll actually be speaking at the Home Delivery World uh, Conference um, coming up. And so if they want to find out some more information about me and things that I've done um, in that conference, they'll be uh, able to hear more from me there. Perfect. Yeah, hopefully this interview can serve as a little preview for your upcoming keynote. Uh, certainly looking forward to that, Greg. Uh, well, thank you so much for, for joining me today. Really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to uh, said keynote in a, in a couple weeks here. All right. Thanks a lot. To find out more about B2B Nation IT Edition, check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Twitter. We'd love to hear feedback from you on how you thought this episode went and any suggestions you have for the future. Thanks for listening.